on this episode of Why Watch That. Let's worship at the altar of the movie theater. Like, let's just calm it down. <laughs> it's a Sopranos movie. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> this okay, is Corsese's right. last movie. Wasn't that on Netflix or wherever? <laughs> and the next one's going to be Apple TV+. Plus. Who does John Magaro play? I'm not going to say it. Don't even look it up. You'll know when you see it. It was hilarious. Oh, that's like the that's the worst description. I didn't make it. I'm telling you what I saw. So right now, I just confused the listeners. They're like, well, which one is it? Is it the guy from Runaway Bride or is it the guy from The Practice? Like yeah, that look, movie nobody Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But at least that nobody you heard him throughout the movie yes. until you saw yeah. him. Here, no. He just pops up at the end. And you'll see what that's like. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. Critic? Yes. Critic! What? Have you heard? We just got a buy me a coffee page. <laughs> What's that? Boy, come on. It's a place where listeners can support our work for as little as $5. $5. Pretty much the price of a coffee. I don't drink no coffee. What you talking about? Well, you don't drink anything but water <laughs> and eat raw potatoes. But <laughs> I guess they can buy you a popcorn. How about that? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, everyone, look, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that to support our work or purchase our valuable resources. Yeah, you know what? We just added the TV trackers to help you curate a collection of shows you'll love to watch. So find this and more ways to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. So Critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. A why watch that first look. We look and we sneak. That's Mm. what we do here. We've got two movies to talk about. Now, this is probably one of the more highly anticipated, sought after, really, you know, especially after that ending. Um, I didn't watch the series top to bottom. Don't come for me. I will do it. But I do know what... (laughs) I know that, that theme song. HBO, let's just give it up for HBO. They've got some amazing theme music and theme songs um, for their shows. We're talking about The Sopranos. And we all know that moment, right? The the looking moment. Somebody comes through the door. Mm. They look up. Mm. Is it good news, bad news? We'll never know. Mm. We'll never know what happens to Tony Soprano. Yeah. Well, Well, we won't, I mean... Unfortunately, yeah, it, we won't be able to know um, with that actor, right? Which super, you know, makes me very sad every time I think about it. But yes. I am enjoying the fact that he's experiencing a new. Um, they're, they're saying that the Gen Z is they're it's they're binging Sopranos, I'm, like look, it's a thing now. 
if you get to season two, you ain't stopping. Yeah. I will never forget it. When I hit season two, I went, whoa. Because season one is like a different show. It's not a bad show. But when you get to season two, I'm talking about the first episode. I'll never forget it. I started laughing and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Well, now we get to find out who made Tony Soprano. Now, it's being marketed different ways out here. It's all about the who made Tony Soprano. Ooh, so we get to find out the guy who made Tony Soprano the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but not quite so everywhere else. It's most of, most of us think it's about Tony Soprano. We want to know how he climbed through the ranks and maybe start, oh, I don't know, three or four months previous to the pilot. Mm-hmm. But that is not it at all. You're going to go through that. Now, this is coming to us from, directed at least, from um, Alan Taylor. David Chase and Lawrence uh, Connor did write it. And the cast is, well, I'll tell you, there's some very familiar faces. And maybe not so familiar. Hmm. Alessandro Novola, Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm popping up all over the place by the way i just i finished central park <laughs> like both seasons check it out it's on apple tv plus um john bernthal okay i will take that Corey stoll um yes yeah uh michael um gandalf uh how, is, how do you say the name? gandolfini gandolfini mm-hmm. i don't want to say it that way and i know it's um obviously his son yes and uh, uh, just Ray Liotta, Vera Farmiga. I mean, just on and on and on. You're going to go on and on. Yes. This is a movie. Mm. Sopranos was a TV show spanning over many, many seasons. Mm. This was supposed to be in theaters. You'll talk about that. But The Sopranos was never in theaters. Mm-hmm. My question to you is tonally what is it like for The Sopranos to be taken out of its media mm-hmm. or medium mm-hmm. put in another medium and in a different time period. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does it work? Mm. And, you know, David Chase is on record saying that if he had known that this would be released, you know, simultaneously on HBO Max, he really wanted to make the movie. He wants it to be in theaters. Oh, really? Why? This is a TV show. A brilliant one. What is wrong with some of you people? That's my question. Like, let's worship at the altar of the movie theater. Like, let's just calm it down. <laughs> it's a Sopranos movie. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> this okay, was Daisy's right. last movie. Wasn't that on Netflix or wherever? <laughs> and the next one's going to be Apple TV Plus. Uh, and now, with that said. Oh, right. There it is. We go back in time. It's the 60s or wherever. And Tony is young. He's Antonio. Uh, and actually, you see him played by two different actors. 
So he's really young. And then um, James Gandolfini's son plays him later on in the movie, like the second half. And it's scary how much he looks. I mean, obviously yes. it's his son, but it's like, whoa. Yes. And they put a wig on him now. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> so in the opening, we're in a graveyard. And the graves are talking. And there's a certain character's voice who comes over. You go, oh, oh, he's doing the voiceover. Not for long. Now, there's a reason why he's doing it. And I won't tell you who. And then we're introduced to the cast of characters, some of whom you know, but they are all younger, played by different actors. So a lot of the fun of it, if you watch the show, is going, wait a minute, is that such and such? And then when it clicks, you kind of laugh or you have fun. Or maybe you won't like it. I don't know. Some people act like they own the show. I'm not one of them. Now, there was a character who was not in the show that made Tony Soprano, as you were saying, Raph. Dickie Montesanti. Now, if you know Italian, Montesanti is many saints. The many saints of Newark. Hmm. Now, Dickie... Smart guy, sharp. You know, he's got a baby coming. Who, if you know the show, you know whom. And, you know, Tony, this is his uncle. He looks up to Dickie. This is the guy he wants to become. Even more so than his father, who's played by John Bernthal. His mother, who, in the show, I mean, that is a mother. Okay, in all the ways you don't want to have a mother. It's played by Vera Farbiga. Mm. So, all right. Now, at the moment, Dickie, you know, he has things going on and he does have some, you know, black people who work for him. Mainly Harold, played by Leslie Odom Jr. Now, Harold's going to get things done. And there's something going on, a little like gang war happening where they're, you know, getting in the way of Dickie's operations. And this gang or whatever you want to call them is called the Saints. See how they're playing with that title there? I do. So the question is, can they handle these Saints? Are they going to threaten to take over everything? And what happens to Antonio? What happens to Dickie? Uh, Because we do have Ray Liotta's character, Now, I won't go further than that because you'll see some reveals as you watch this movie. Mm -hmm. But it's Ray Liotta. And uh, he comes in and he brings, uh, he's coming from Italy and he brings a wife with him. Another one, a second wife. What happened to the first one? Hmm. Now, he is Dickie's father. So this starts getting really uncomfortable Mm. with a young wife, with an old father who has a younger son who is married. What's going to happen there? And uh, across the course of time, what happens to all of these people and others who were in the show that I'm not going to give away? Like, who does John Magaro play? I'm not going to say it. Don't even look it up. You'll know when you see it. It was hilarious. And in the end, where do the loyalties lie? Now, 
The narrative here is disjointed. When it started, I was watching this with my brother. We were like, okay, all right. Then it kept going. Mm. And the more it went, the more it started becoming not quite cohesive. Look, the show, the scenes in every episode, they form a cohesiveness that you like. The movie is just some scenes. It's like, okay, here's a scene and there's a scene. What's the point beyond bringing the uh, Sopranos back in some form? What's the point? It's not really an origin story of Tony. If you're expecting that, forget it. It's not going to happen. If you want to know really how he becomes that, it's not really about that. We do see his connection to Dickie. We do see how that maybe affects some things. We do see, of course, Uncle Junior and so on. That's played by Corey Stoll. And Uncle Junior was Uncle Junior at all times. I mean, even then. And even what happens there, it's kind of like, okay, like that's a major thing. Can we delve deeper into this? Mm. What I would say is if you like The Sopranos and you want to see it as a mob movie, that's like a watered down Goodfellas. Oh, that's like the, that's the worst description. I didn't make it. I'm telling you what I saw. Oh, okay, no. now look, you get to see many of the characters. Like I said, it's their own younger selves. Should you have seen the show to watch this? Yes. I can imagine watching it without seeing the show. You wouldn't get as Mm. much out of it. Um, Mm. Should this be seen in the theater? No, David Chase. No, you want to talk about theaters? Well, make it worth a theater. No. And again, it gets worse across its runtime. Started off pretty well. I am so sorry to hear that. Um, Well, but it's there. And if you're a fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got 31 days on HBO Max. There you go. Let's talk about this sneak peek, though. A why watch that sneak peek? Hard luck love song. Hmm. Doesn't seem like a title. <laughs> Seems like hard luck love song. Ah, uh huh. Um, but uh, I don't think this is the rom com that you're gonna be. <laughs> looking for this is not at all because you i look at this and i think oh rom-com um and yeah no this is in theaters on october 15th so this is a sneak peek um listen it's directed by justin corsby he wrote it as well um michael dorman who (laughs) can go in between worlds. You don't know what Michael you're getting. I mean, the Michael that you started talking about isn't the Michael that I eventually saw because I didn't see what you saw him in. I saw him on other things. So thoroughly confused. I think he's returning to his roots. We'll just say that. (laughs) Sophia Bush, Dermot. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Dermot Maroney. Is it? Is it? Who's he confused with? Um, Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Yes. So right now, I just confused the listeners. They're like, well, which one is it? Is it the guy from <laughs> Runaway Bride or is it the guy from The Practice? Which one is it? Yeah. It's Dermott. Yes. Rizza is in this. Mm. Along with, you know, other people. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah. Eric Roberts. <laughs> Eric Roberts. <yeah. laughs> Who, by the way... Mm-hmm. Look him up. Who's he? Who is he? Who is he related to? 
Mm-hmm. Just saying. You know what? When I found that out, I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, then his daughter is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, mm-hmm. look him up. And you'll go down this really interesting deep dive. Very interesting. It is. Yeah. But this is only an hour and 44 minutes mm-hmm. because of the nature of the genre. Mm. What are we dealing with here? A good question. Uh, that is the question. Now, Michael, who's one of my favorite actors? You are such a fan. He's so interesting to watch. It's like, what is he thinking? Like, I really want to know what he's thinking. He is, it's happy thoughts, but happy thoughts about what? Is the question. <laughs> so oh. he plays Jesse. Jesse gets himself into a motel, like somewhere in Texas, wherever they are. Oh, see, already. He got a guitar. We find out in one of his suitcases is a record player. And he just flop, flops down on the bed smiling. Why? Now he needs money to exist. And we find out that, well, there's always a pool hall available. Now, is he the player or the person who's going to get played? Because the first time he plays pool, we see him and he says, you know, it's been a while to the guy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Now, if you want to hustle, you better be careful. Because the thing is, he wants to be a musician, all of that. He starts looking for jobs. He really can't find one that clicks. It does sound like a rom-com so far. So, <laughs> well, Yeah, uh, uh, but not a, uh, hustling at a pool hall. Uh, uh, and he comes across Dermot Moroni's character, Rolo, at the pool hall at a tournament. How's that go down? And he was told by somebody before this, in this part of town, what you do, you might end up in bits and pieces. So be careful. Oi. So he and Rolo have their thing, and you'll see what comes of it. Now, that happens, and then the movie shifts. He goes back to his motel room and he's looking through, you know, some sort of like local newspaper. And at the back, there's some classified ads. What kind? I'm not going to say. And he comes across a phone number. He calls someone who we find out is a past acquaintance played by Sophia Bush. Her name is Carla. She shows up at the motel leaning on the phone. Yeah. What's that about? What they about to get down to? Oh, my goodness. And while she's with him the whole time, she's asking herself, what am I doing? What does she mean? What is it about Jesse? They can't quit each other. Oh, Lordy. So he's back in town. Now, what did he do in the past? Why is she so wary? Now, he likes to enjoy himself. Okay. But he's a giving guy as well. We see how he handles a homeless man. You'll see what that's like. Which very interesting scene. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. So we learn what their relationship was like, and we learn more about Jesse. This pleasantness on the surface is that running deep. Mm-hmm. There's even a cop that's called to the to their room. Why? And what's this cop up to? You'll find out. You're not gonna predict it. I'm gonna tell you that. Nope. And in the end. What about Rolo? Hmm. Does he come back into the picture? 
And where in the world is the RZA gonna pop up at? <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. But just but like I'm, in nobody. Like yeah, that movie, look, nobody. Exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But at least at nobody, you heard him throughout the movie. Yes, you saw yeah. Here, no. He just pops up at the end. And you'll see what that's like. But when Carla shows up at the motel room, there is a man watching them across the street. What's that about? Ooh, I don't know. Sounds creepy. Now look, Hard Luck Love Song is based on a song by Todd Snyder. And I will tell you, at the end of the movie, you hear the song. Okay. In full. Todd performs it live. Recorded oh. live. In full. So the question is, how much of that song is in this movie? Because it's so crazy. You're like, how much of this... A lot of it, it is in the, from the song, not all of it. I was like, my brother and I were like, oh, okay, yeah, that was in the song. So the question when I was watching this is, not just because it's Michael Dorman playing Jesse, but that's a part of it. What's up with this guy? Like they cast it the right person. From the beginning, he looks worse for the wear. The, by the way, the motel he's staying at is called the Tumble Inn. I mean, this is great stuff. Is that a real place? I think it is. I love it. The Tumble Inn. It can't be better. <laughs> and from the beginning, I was like, okay, this is my kind of thing. This is my brother's kind of thing. You know, it's kind of like a lone wolf, modern Western without the shooting. It's kind of what it's like with some music. Because he is a musician. You do hear the songs and the singing and the playing. <laughs> It smells like Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you and that move, I tell you this. <laughs> so if from the beginning, I was like, oh, if that's your kind of thing, you'll like it. But then the love story kicked in. It wasn't as clear-eyed. The end came out of nowhere. It felt rushed. It was just all over the place. And you do have Michael Dorman again. The rest of the cast isn't bad. The RZA did not embarrass himself in an embarrassing role. I'll put it that way. So, I mean, I don't know. You'd have to be an adventurous sort, like kind of an indie kind of thing. I didn't even tell you how Eric Roberts gets into this. Yeah. You'll see. He pops up as somebody who is has his eye on Jesse. But in the end, it was interesting to hear that song. So this is kind of a mixed bag. It's for a more adventurous indie viewer, I would think, but not too adventurous. Um. I mean, yeah. even if you're really adventurous, this is in theaters. This is yes. not something that, are you suggesting? Yeah, I wouldn't go to the theater to see this. I would okay. wait. Um, this is the kind of thing that you would hope would pop up on Hulu. Mm. You know, and you kind of watch it that way. And, you know, you kind of enjoy what it is. And you go, oh, oh, we're going here with this. And the whole romance part, I, they could have edited it. I think that was kind of a mistake. It was too much of that when we got the point early on. Gotcha. Well, that is it for the movies. We got two very different movies that you can check out. One, obviously, you're going to have to um, kick in that lovely HBO Max subscription. It's there at least as of taping, you know, for a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, this other one, you're going to have to venture out to go. But it sounds like Why Watch That is suggesting perhaps maybe you should wait till it pops up on HBO Max and do two or your Hulu subscription. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, 
visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.